our next guest is someone I wanted to bring back to the program. Uh, it's in the context of a conversation we uh, had yesterday. Uh, yet we were talking about uh, the uh, expansion of uh, the Trans-Canada Highway all the way out to Chilliwack. It's a region, of course, we know, dealing with significant growth. And uh, if anybody's been out there during rush hour, even on a Sunday afternoon, and seeing the, cra- the, the traffic coming into Vancouver, uh, it's bumper to bumper some days, especially on long weekends, and, and you better hope there's no accident either. Uh, but it's a challenge. It speaks to how much of that growth in the lower mainland is moving further and further out to the valley. It is the very nature of, uh, of, of um, how Metro Vancouver is expanding. Well, our next guest uh, knows something about uh, transportation and local governance. He was a former uh, mayor of the township of Langley, but he's also president of the South Fraser Community Rail Society. Uh, Rick Green is uh, behind uh, this organization because they are looking to uh, reactivate the existing South of the Fraser Passenger Rail Corridor. Um, This interurban line uh, did operate from 1910 to 1950, and this line runs through Chilliwack, Abbotsford, Langley, all the way out to Surrey. It's about 99 kilometres long, and uh, Mr. Green's organization would love to see uh, it operating once again and moving people all the way out to Surrey to the Scott Road uh, SkyTrain station near the Patullo Bridge. And uh, similar to the West Coast Express, it'd be one more viable way for people to move around in the valley. Rick Green joins us now. Rick, thank you for speaking to us today. Great to be here, Jess. Uh, I wanted to have you back on because we were talking a, a lot about the, just uh, the traffic out in, um, in, uh, in, in, in the valley, especially on Highway 1. So first and foremost, just to touch base here, uh, this interurban line shut down in 1950, so it was around for about 40 years. What would the cost be roughly if we were to, let's say, start it up again today uh, and have it operating roughly? I know it's very hard to put a number on this, but do you have a general sense of what, sense yeah, of what it would cost? It's estimated something around the $1.6, $1.7 billion range, and that would be all-inclusive of rolling stock. And we're talking about a state-of-the-art uh, hydrogen rail uh, uh, passenger unit, mm-hmm. uh, which is operating in Germany throughout Europe. Okay, so it would operate in the morning and afternoon, much like the West Coast Express during rush hour, and people could travel all the way to Chilliwack and then jump on the SkyTrain at the at the Expo line there uh, on the, at the Scott Road station. That would be yeah, the ultimate goal. One thing that should be should be pointed out, Jazz, is really quite different than the than the West Coast Express. Mm-hmm. West Coast Express is a commuter rail. This is community rail, um, and this protects all the agricultural land in the valley. But it also hit 16 population centers and and you know post secondary and all the things I've told you about the mm-hmm. the Abbotsford International Airport. Um, it's really important to note that um, back in about 2003 2004. Uh, there's studies done, traffic studies done, 70% of the trips that started south of the river ended north of the river. Today, vastly over 70% start and stop south of the river. So in other words, the, the, the traffic itself is being contained more within the south of the Fraser region than was the case two decades ago. Hmm. Yeah, there's an assumption sometimes and when we commute that it's a suburb to downtown Vancouver. Reality is suburb to suburb, and then what you're saying is really south of the Fraser, suburb right. to suburb. Yeah. Um, now, my understanding, there was a 2019 TransLink report that said that uh, this route 
doesn't connect high density neighborhoods. And generally for SkyTrain, you need those high density neighborhoods. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not sure if it comes close to Cloverdale, uh, Walnut Grove and Langley. What do you say to that argument that like, look, we have this line, it's great, but it mostly travels to rural areas. It doesn't touch on the fast growing residential areas. Well, I know I sat on the mayor's transit council and I know transit very well. And that argument doesn't hold water. Why is that? Um, it's <laughs> really just, we're talking about two different things. TransLink is protecting their, their turf. That's all they're doing. Um, this is, what we're talking about is the spine and rib system, the same way that the, the SkyTrain operates in, in Greater Vancouver. Um, the spine is the, is the um, um, is SkyTrain, mm-hmm. and the ribs are the bus service. And they reconfigured all the bus services. As you put in a new SkyTrain line, Mm-hmm. All the bus services start to feed into that those hubs, those transit hubs. Now the same thing happens. Uh, it's it's interesting to note um, that uh, we haven't had, uh, we just do not have interregional tra- uh, transit south of the river. Uh, you've got interregional transit north of the river, which only is is a commuter rail. It's not a community rail. Um, so really, you've got 1.2 uh, million people south of the river that are being disenfranchised as far as transit is concerned. Mm-hmm. I could argue the transit thing uh, for the next five hours. Um, I've sat at the table and, and we've argued it. Um, I had the, the former chair of um, uh, Tom Prendergast, who used to be the CEO of Translink back when I was the mayor, mm-hmm. uh, in the early stages. He was um, he's well known as one of the, the uh, very uh, very well known transit uh, specialist, transit expert. We had him out to our boardroom when uh, we uncovered the master agreement and, and did this project. Um, that he was absolutely blown away by it. Uh, he said he wanted to, he wanted to before he was head hunted and head, headed back to head up the New York Transit Commission. Mm-hmm. He wanted to put in a demo line uh, between Surrey and Chilliwack. He thought this was a just a great, fabulous idea. Um, we were just talking a little bit about uh, Highway One expansion yesterday uh, with the Chilliwack mayor. A lot of calls as well. Uh, that obviously has to happen. I mean, and, and oh, we, we still need to do that, and I think you'd be supportive of that. Yeah. Can you ever see a SkyTrain, though? I know we're, it's ending up in Langley City, but I've always thought, you know, uh, when you go up 200th Street there by the highway, you've got that large movie theater. I always thought, you know, that's a huge parking lot. Most days is empty. It'd be a great park and ride where at least the people from the Valley could drive in, park their vehicle there, and jump on a SkyTrain there just off the highway. Uh, do you ever see any sort of SkyTrain expansion beyond where it's going to end up right now in Langley City? Uh, I don't, uh, Jazz, and I think that um, I have some good uh, vibes from the inside that uh, that uh, those involved don't see SkyTrain moving anywhere past Langley City. Whether it goes down, ultimately down King George Highway, you know, to Newton or whether it hits 200th Street or whatever, mm-hmm. I quite frankly think that you would be far better with a tram train service, um, which is surface rail, mm-hmm. down those corridors to meet up to, which would be, in our in our opinion, a state-of-the-art interurban corridor. Um, the uh, SkyTrain to Langley City, I mean, we're talking $300 million a kilometer. It is gone way beyond our ability to afford. There is nobody else in the world that is putting the system in. It is just too expensive. Um, if you take a look at the expansion to, uh, to Langley City, one of the biggest problems they're going to have, and it goes through the Serpentine Flats, 
Um, we happen to know drillers, former drillers that have that have uh, drilled in that area. They have to go down. There's already been one test well done or test drill done by TransLink, and they had to go down four to five hundred feet to hit any kind of bedrock to be able to build those elevated guideways on. That's why the I told in my in our last discussion mm-hmm. that the discuss, that the cost is ultimately going to be over five billion dollars, and I'll hold to that. Um, you know, and like to put any money on it. Uh, it's just it is just massively too expensive, mm-hmm. uh, and people you know people get uh, you know spoiled by it and say, well, gee whiz, you know if they've got it, we should have it. Well, you know there comes to the point where you can imagine for five billion dollars how much transit you could put into the in Metro Vancouver region. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Rick Green, president of the South Fraser Community Rail Society, and I might add the former mayor of the township of Langley. Uh, we were talking about a state-of-the-art hydrogen passenger rail, um, uh, you know, traveling along a 99-kilometer publicly owned uh, corridor. Uh, it is part of the interurban system that operated between uh, 1910 to 1950, to my understanding, all the way from Chilliwack uh, to Surrey, um, which I didn't realize existed at that time. So it's a, it's a fabulous part, a piece of history. History as well, uh, but uh, they would love to start it up again, and it would be uh, a cheaper way uh, to add rail, uh, about 1.7 billion, as Rick said uh, in the last segment, compared to you know SkyTrain, which we all know is a Cadillac system. It's a great system, but it is a Cadillac system, and it costs a lot of money. Uh, let's go to the open line. Uh, Want to hear from you? Do you support something like this? Let's go to Shelley in South Surrey. Hi, Shelley. Hey, Jess. How's it going? It's going very well. What do you think of the idea? Well, anything that gets people out of cars is a great idea for me. Um, I have lived in Lower Mainland my entire life, and so I'm middle-aged now, and the changes that I've seen have not been for the better. We have visionless grifters that are in charge of this country. Mm -hmm. They are only intent on bringing more people in to exploit for their low... um, for their labor, mm-hmm. not providing enough services for people. Our hospitals are overwhelmed. Our schools are overwhelmed. And we are in a drought situation here, but we were going to bring a million more people a year. So what's the solution? We need to cut back on the amount of people that are coming in so that we can provide for the people that are already here. And absolutely, we need way improved transit. This whole thing that's going out to UBC is absolutely nonsense. It's only to, to fund for the foreign students because that's, that's what's driving our economy now. We need to be building things for the people that are already here. Shelley, thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. I, I don't know what the transit situation is right now, but I think outside of downtown Vancouver, UBC may be the second uh, most visited uh, location when it comes to commuting every day. Most commu- commuting is still suburb to suburb, but uh, you know I would disagree with you on that. That corridor along Broadway is, is very important. The immigration issue, well, we talk, talk about that a lot, and we will continue to talk about that, I promise you. But, but one thing I would say, immigrants that do come to this country, uh, new Canadians, they rely on transit even more so than the, the, the native-born population. Uh, so transit is very important for all, especially those who come to this country. Uh, let's go to Tim and Langley. Hi, Tim. Hey, Jazz. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? 
Good, good. I just happened to be the township councillor that moved the, the notice of motion to support Rick uh, after I met with Rick and his team. Mm-hmm. What convinced you? I mean, because everybody still says, look, uh, SkyTrain, I know it's expensive, but it's a great system when it, it does work. And we should be getting the same system that other other uh, municipalities in, in Vancouver and Burnaby and New West and even Surrey have. Why, why should Langley or uh, Rabbitsford or, or um, Chilliwack be any different? What do you say to that? These are the areas of, of the most rapid growth. Surrey and Township of Langley are two of the fastest growing areas, let alone Chilliwack, Abbotsford, and there is a, a huge deficit of mass transit. And, uh, you know, I've lived south of the Fraser since 1960, and quite frankly, I'm tired of uh, seeing the bulk of resources going north of the Fraser instead of uh, giving us the fair share and, and proper opportunities south of the Fraser. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, you know, we, we've got no land cost with this. It's ready to go. Um, it's in place. And uh, I fully support this. And so does the uh, Township Council. Tim, thank you for your call. Really appreciate it. Rick, we got about a minute or so. I wanted to say now the, the Township has endorsed this. What happens next now? Well, we're going to, uh, we're obviously communicating with uh, as many councillors and mayors as we can. Um, pushing to uh, support the resolution at UBCM. We really thank uh, Tim and the Township of Langley Council. They've, uh, they've shown a vision for what's needed uh, south of the Fraser, something that's been forgotten about for a long time. Um, and so we're just going to be uh, pushing with the UBCM, the AGM, uh, on the resolution and getting the provincial government support for it. Rick, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Look forward to having you on because it is an important conversation. Thank you. Great. Look forward to it. Thanks, All guys. Right.